I have no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you the lights go dim. James Cagney to, to Nos for us to and stunts that shock you and dirty dirty studios made from wings to top gun movie stars and no ones for romantic crazy fans that leave no real of fun Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood they chase the Oscar but it's all a sham just like Shaq and Kazam all your dreams can come true History, the history of film, all of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm James Scott. I'm Drake Cummings. I'm Sailor Dev. This is Film History. The, the history, history of film. All right, look. I did not mean to keep the uh, contemporary train a rolling here oh, with I this show, it. but I I have to with recent events. I got to do some more uh, film present, the present of film, if you will. As there are three writers who are sitting in this room, I thought Yay. who better to discuss the writer strike Ooh. that is happening now Yay. in Hollywood. Ooh. And we are going to, I'm, we're going to break down what the strike's all about. Cool. Who's striking? What's striking? What what's striking, baby? Okay. And then I am a, I'm a writer. A producer yeah. and an actor, just like I think all three of us. So, yes. like, I'm sure I'll be speaking in tongues as a writer at some points, and then as a producer with these damn writers exactly. giving us a hard time. Yes. Keep, yeah, keep that energy going. I like that because, yeah, we we absolutely uh, are being. And then as an actor, striking. Rosie, like, I just want to play the I middle ground, want, yeah, and I, I want everyone to like me. I don't. Got you see, to do. you see, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe oh, joined God. the picket line in front of Paramount today or yesterday, mm, yeah. and I just went. You're Rob Lowe. Why? Rob Lowe's, never, Rob Lowe's never written anything besides his autograph. <laughs> I know. And everything. Like, <clears throat> for sure. So if you're in Hollywood and you want to meet a celebrity, go to the picket line. Go to the picket line. <laughs> Imagine there's somebody no, at the real. picket line just asking for autographs. <laughs> I, I, drove by, I drove by Warner Brothers today <laughs> on my way to the gym from the laundromat, and uh, I passed the picket line, and I was thinking that. I was like... All of those people out there right now are fucking, like, studio writers. You just go there to network? Yeah, man. It's like, <laughs> hey, so uh, I got this script I want to show you. Guaranteed that's happened. Not a bad idea, honestly. Yeah, guaranteed that it's happened. Go there and be like, yo, I really believe in your cause. <laughs> um, do you guys need me to write something on your sign for you? Because I know you're not writing anything right now. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, so before we get too into the weeds there, um, I don't know, it, it, in case you don't know, there's a writer strike happening right now in Hollywood. Uh, this is the first one, the first actual Hollywood strike period in 15 years. The last one was from late 2007 to the 2008 early writer strike, which was also a writer strike. I don't like, uh, and except for the days of CAG, I don't mm -hmm. think there's ever been an actor strike. No, well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there was. There was a voice actor strike not very long ago. Yeah, the voice actor like, strike maybe like that five years count. ago. But it absolutely counts. That was part of the reason they struck is because is because so, people were like, you don't count. That's one of the things we're gonna do here today. I'm going to. We'll probably do like an episode and a half, two episodes on the current strike, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna end off like maybe a third episode or halfway through the second. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get into the history of strikes. Oh, cool. Well, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna tell you all about. There's not many. So yeah. we'll just talk about fucking all cool. of them, basically. Sweet. You know? 
but I thought, like, I don't know. I thought this was interesting. Like you said, like, when we talked about the CAG war with the studio, um, you know, mm-hmm. all of these actors who had wars with the studios, I don't know. I mm-hmm. thought it was very interesting. Yeah, so, absolutely. And this is... This w- is the inside baseball of what how this town was formed yes. and how it operates and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I swear to God, I have almost those exact same words <laughs> written. Like we we have been doing this show for so long. I'm just psychic at That's this point amazing. with us. That's amazing. <laughs> we love a good war with the studio, and this is World War II of the studio as of today. Like live updates happening here. Uh, every union went to the WGA to support the WGA today. Nice. Every like every Hollywood union is backing the WGA and might strike, which would cause a complete, complete shutdown. shutdown of the industry. Fuck yeah. To nice. strike for the WGA. Because yeah, things brother. aren't going very well, apparently. Really? The discussions are not going well. Really? No. That's crazy. I, I assumed this they would actually have folded quicker this time because they lost so much money last time around. I know. It's like, you guys already know how this ends. Like, yeah, you've man. seen this movie before. I mean... Like, can we just cut to the credits already? Yeah. To be fair, if I was a producer at, I don't know, Lucas at Disney, I would be upset about my writer's suit. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, for sure. And that's well, what... We're going to talk about I'm both just gonna sides. Be, I'm going to be making contrarian jokes yeah, about this the whole time. But that is incredibly I will, funny. I will do preface it. it with the fact that, yes, <laughs> I do believe writers are underpaid. I know the finances and how mm-hmm. they play out from internal workings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're always screwed. And they always screwed in especially new media mm-hmm. with yeah. streaming and all of yeah, the exactly. new technology that's coming mm-hmm. out and these shitty-ass deals right. that are good to them. Yeah. That being said, the new Star Wars were dog shit and all of those writers should be hung at the Nuremberg trials <laughs> by uh, by the three stooges that's so funny well but so uh, okay so I have a theory and I'd love to go throw this theory out now because I'm sure we'll get to the thing at the end I would assume that the real reason that they don't want to fold on this is not necessarily because they don't want to pay the writers more it's because if the writers get residuals off streaming then the actors are going to want residuals oh, yeah. off streaming and then the, the next one and so it's like they're going to open the floodgates. If they set a precedence by getting the writer's residuals, everyone's coming for their bag. Yep. And like I said, all those unions just formed today mm-hmm. around the WJ. Yeah. So they're absolutely going to strike mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, we'll see if they strike. But I'm telling you, that means... I, like, I mean, that might be one of the talking points, but I would imagine... James, you're going to be able to tell us exactly what's going on. But my guess is that that is um, one thing that they've added in to the negotiations as what they want, but the crux of it is their rate to begin with and yeah. how that's broken down for features, for TV, and for new media as far as like daily rate and goes by their budget because you, like you yeah. said, you how do you quantify residuals for a stream? You abs- I, I'll tell you right now. I'll absolutely tell you. There's a very easy way to quantify it. The network, the Netflix pulls in X amount of dollars every month off of. Uh, off of the um, off of the subscriptions, mm-hmm. then you take a look at what the watch time was for each of those shows during that month, and oh, you yeah. can kind of allocate the percentage based off of the watch time for each month, based off the total streaming revenue. That's very so true. Yeah. If if there is um, if uh, fucking uh, uh, give me a Netflix show, uh, uh, if what if Wednesday, if House of Cards is still pulling in. 4,000 hours of watch time and a total of 10,000 hours was shrinking the numbers. It's like you can make the very logical assumption that they are, for some reason, house cards is still 40% of the reason why people are paying their subscription. So you can allocate the the residuals 
based off of that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but you For can sure. game that system with technology. It's very hard to game. You, almost impossible to gain ticket sales for a movie in the theater and very, very difficult to do it with TV shows because TV shows are quantified by uh, Nelson polls. Mm-hmm. So they poll the audience and that's how they determine who's watching what, when. Yeah. And it's a very inefficient way to get ratings and stuff, but that's how we've been doing ratings mm-hmm. on TV since TV started. Yeah, still so We'll do the Nielsen rating episode one Nielsen, day for sure. Right, mm-hmm. Not Nelson, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but yeah, I think that you're... Close. I hear yeah. you and I agree with you because also... You gotta imagine, like, if somebody, if you're quantifying it by just the watch time, uh, the writer's union could, on the back end, mm. on the low, create a fucking bot farm and mm. just wa- well, create hours to just, just run to, up like, those watch times. The, you'd have to put that in the contract, you know, mm. like make it illegal if you do that. Yeah. It's like if you do it that, could, you're yeah, just breaking but, the law. Yeah, you know? but yeah. like, it couldn't even be them. It could be some fucking third party back scratching well, deal mm. in Thailand yeah. or some shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, there's, it just there's, gets a little yeah. bit more ambiguous. Yeah. There, I mean, yeah, there. I feel like there's ways to to safeguard against that and stuff yeah. like that too. But also, um, that's not even like the entirety of what the strike is about. Oh, I'm gonna. Okay, we're gonna get right. into it. No, well, no, we're okay. literally going okay. to. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's also, the most interesting thing to me that when I found yeah. out what the the rest of the strike was about, I was like, ooh. Oh, interesting. We're going to The battle's happening now. This is the Okay. This is the place to come to if you want to know what this strikes about. Cool. <clears throat> Cuz we're about to get into it. Cool. Um yeah, but also I I do want to just add one more thing. <clears throat> We've talked about it on this show uh forever about Netflix the way that they hide their uh analytics. Yeah. They you don't know. anymore. Oh, okay. They ever since like I think 2019 or maybe 2020, but they release the numbers for the first 30 days of a show or a movie. Well, that's still I, hiding the rest. Yeah, and also I, no, I, but that shows how well it did when it first dropped. So that's yeah. way you can place it. That's how they can justify their top 10. So it's not well, just them so pushing the algorithm. But show, I want to see the entire. Yeah, run. and also um, Adam Adam Conover recently did a show for Netflix and like last year, and he was talking about like he was like they won't show me my numbers. Like yeah. even if I created the show, it's my show. My name is in the title, and I can't Which see is, my numbers. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Like, nowhere, I don't know, again, a Three Stooges reference here, it's their fucking agent guy not telling them how famous they are, you know, like, purposely keeping that from Mm -hmm. them, and that is one way, and we've been talking Mm -hmm. about it on this show forever, about how Netflix does that, because you remember, we were talking about doing a deal with Netflix, and that was, like, definitely a part of the conversation, was, like, just to let you know, like, there's no bargaining power with Netflix, because there's nothing to fucking bargain, because you'll never know what your numbers are. You you'll know. know from social media and you'll know yeah. from other aspects of right. how you could tell if it's popular or not and like pop culture and stuff. And now they will say, mm-hmm. this is how many households, mm-hmm. how many subscription viewed it um, for the first month. So they yeah. can, you yeah. can know how it will compare to other cable shows yeah. what or if there's, other there's box so office many more. And also, what if they quell the marketing for it for the first 30 days, and then as soon as your 30 days is up and you can't see the numbers anymore, they start pushing that shit yeah. to the front And also, page, it's not you know? just how many people viewed it, how long did they watch it, how many episodes did they watch, right. when did they pause. Like, all these things that are very important for digital media analytics. Like, it's more than just how many people clicked on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I think they were, I could be wrong, but I think they're like quantifying it by like watching it through in its totality. Yeah. But also that's not even the whole story too. It's like, if you okay, 
Well, I don't care about how many people watched it hundred percent, how many people watched it seventy. But these are also yeah. like households. Yeah. Like you yeah. could put it on and have the whole family watch yeah. it. You could have five people watching yeah. it off of one account. But you can but you can you can track all that though. You can track all of that. If you have like if you have a Two parents and three kids sitting down in the family room. Oh, you mean like heads? Yeah, oh, like I watching see. the no, new kids movies. Yeah, yeah. Be yeah you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. But if you were to put that in a theater, each yeah. person had to buy a ticket. Yeah. How many yeah, accounts yeah. are watching? That's it? true. That's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. can count yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. But if everyone's just turning it on and you got multiple mm-hmm. people watching it, oh, I see Netflix and chill. Like how many people are fucking while it's on the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you lose numbers or look, check it out. They got the camera on the TV. Yeah. Turn that bitch on. <laughs> see how many of us are in there. Yeah. We're, we're Scan our eyes. There. Yeah. Use we're eye tracking. There. Use see eye how tracking. People are like, yeah. And if somebody's on their phone, that takes Did away you, from it. If, if somebody's if, sleeping. Yeah. If they're having sex, it only counts as one person. Yeah. 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 Oh. Instead of two. Uh, if you're inside <laughs> another person, you're one person. It's the beast <laughs> with two backs. It's <laughs> one person. Because like yeah, somebody can be facing, but somebody's probably going to be turned away. Unless you're both like you know in a position where you can both be fucking yeah, and watching. Doggy like, is right. the ideal. Yeah, there's he, a, and there's like oh. an agent just watching. He's like, does this count as one? I mean, so she's, they, they're, they did technically change, they're both. They changed their oh. position they like a, so they oh. both could see the They team. got a team of like Netflix like yeah. analysts. They're like, hmm, yeah. yeah. I think this counts as two people. They're both watching. Yeah. They, they actually everyone starts banging at scene three. I wonder what that was a really good. Let's replicate right. that scene. Yeah, Listen. but ultimately though, like the number of people, the number of eyeballs watching it actually doesn't matter. It is the watch time. Like they, yeah. it's the attention economy. Like if you are spending X amount of time on the with the Netflix app open, then you are spending less time with the HBO app open. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like. They really just care about they don't like care only retention. YouTube cares about that. The streamers or subscription yeah. don't care about that. Yeah. All they care about is Getting are you monthly. paying the month? Right, that monthly. And but and if you watch one thing once a month mm-hmm. or a hundred things every day, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to but, them on the books. But but it does because it matters like what what is garnering the retention, right? Like if we spend X amount of dollars, but they're on not the show, ad driven. It doesn't matter the retention. It only that it, matters on matters, social media and it matters YouTube. How they're going to invest in future products. If they spent a lot of money on uh, Sandman yeah, yeah, and point. Sandman That's doesn't funny. have the retention necessary to justify that price, it's like, okay, well, we could have made three cooking shows for half the price of this and right. they're getting way more retention. That's a very good point. Yeah. You're right. You so, are yeah. right. Well, back to the strike that's happening. Uh, this means possibly anyone working professionally in the industry, actors, producers, makeup, hair, fucking lighting guys, grips, gaffers, uppers, downers, screamers, laughers. <laughs> that's actually Hunter S. Thompson's list of drugs, but you get it. Like, it looks like everybody <laughs> is about to fuck uppers, downers, screamers, laughters. Which, like, yeah. arguably the writer's guild as well. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, by the way, one union that showed up today was uh, the Teamsters of Hollywood. That's so funny. Which you do not want to fuck with. Like, uh, that is the lifeblood of Hollywood. This is fucking, you know, like, transpo. Like dry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like fucking uh, Animal Wranglers. Like, but yeah. casting directors are in that, by the way. Yeah. Really? Like, Teamsters. Really? Yeah, Sorry. casting directors, location scouts. Like the, you know, the, I, I just think every teamster is just like a guy from Boston. He's like, yes. hey, what are we doing over here? Dude, yes, they're all like sunburned, like, you know, usually huge because they like lift all that fucking equipment all day. And they they're always the guys that I always remember is like they have like a time during the day where they can just go nap on the truck and you can't fucking do anything. Yeah. Like you cannot wake them up like union rules. No. You can't wake these guys up. 
because they've been there since three in the morning, you know, and it's like fucking. Yeah, man, those are the guys who are there when you get there, and they are still there when you leave, mm-hmm. and they never left when you get back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that union is headed by Lindsay Doherty. I got to shout her out. She is this badass lady covered in fucking tattoos. Of course. She has a tattoo of Jimmy Hoffa's face that's on her so, arm. That's that is amazing. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> she is the teamster queen, bro. That's amazing. She is hot, dude. Like, she's hot. I'm not going to lie to you. Look her up, man. Lindsay Doherty. The head of the Teamsters of Hollywood. Does she have a Boston accent? Probably. I mean, I would imagine. She's like second generation Teamster. Her parents were both Teamsters in Hollywood as well. Uh, Lindsay Doherty. Look her up real quick. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. You see that Jimmy Hoffa tattoo on her arm? Hold on, not, not quite yet. Oh, wow, that's so funny. <laughs> the king of Teamsters. Dude, that's so funny. That looks nothing like, uh, Al- what, Al Pacino? Is that who played him? No, yeah, yeah, no, no. Al Pacino <laughs> did not look much like Jimmy Hoffa at all. That's but so funny. It, But he did good. He did good at, like, a Jimmy Hoffa, yeah. you know, type. He, he was just kind of Al Pacino the whole time. Yeah, I mean, he's been Al Pacino. <laughs> I have a theory about Al Pacino, man. He okay. played fucking uh, that cop. Uh, what was that, Serpico? He played uh-huh. a cop named Serpico who was a real guy. Uh-huh. If you watch an interview with the real Serpico dude, mm-hmm. he is who Al Pacino based his voice on. Like, oh, seriously. So you think it was just the role that broke his mind? The role that yeah. broke his mind, and he's been doing Serpico his yeah. entire career after that. If you watch Godfather, yeah. he's not doing the fucking the Al Pacino shit. <laughs> he's not doing that. Like, he's a regular fucking dude. <laughs> a regular dude. And then he did the Serpico, our detective Serpico, you know? And now he's been fucking Serpico that's his so, whole career. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. That's my Al Pacino theory. Yeah, that makes sense. Every, yeah. every big actor's got a role that broke their mind. <laughs> Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Johnny Depp is still just doing Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, fucking... and Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Like, he's been doing Jack Sparrow and Hunter S. Thompson uh, ever since. Yeah, but and, Hunter S. Thompson for sure. And then, because uh, well, Jack Sparrow's kind of just Hunter S. Thompson as a pirate. Yeah. And then, um, uh, fucking, uh, who's the guy who just played Elvis? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a different... I, I, that his that Austin fried. Butler kid. Austin Butler. Yeah, his brain's fried. He's, he's fried. still doing he's, Elvis. He's still Elvis. And he has like a date that he's going to stop. It's like, all right, bro. He said it before. He's like, all right, I'm gonna do this for I'm gonna do this for a few more months now, and then uh, I'm gonna drop the Elvis impression. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cry to chop a man in half. I don't know what. And they're like, Austin, can you just do it now? He's like, no, not yet. I'm you know still, what? Uh, wearing it out of here. Oh, yeah. really? Did you? Speaking uh, of, I wonder if it was just an Oscar campaign. Speaking maybe. of Elvis and Netflix, did you guys see it flew under the radar? The animated Elvis show Ooh. on Netflix. Uh-huh. Oh. No. My God! Is name Elvis? Oh yes, wow. where Elvis is a uh, secret agent, like a super spy, and he is voiced by none other than Matthew McConaughey. Oh, it, what? I it gotta is see this. amazing. It's like Archer, but Elvis. What? Yeah, it's real fucking That's hilarious fucking awesome. and awesome. Where like he's like good friends with Nixon and like yeah, all, all like kinds in real of, life. He, oh, yeah, it's it's real great. It's a stacked cast, too. Go look at well, the cast. I don't remember. I heard the writers didn't get paid shit, and that's where <laughs> they're striking. So I want to break it down and tell you exactly why this is all happening, what's going on with this strike, and how it's happened before. And, uh, Dev, you said it perfectly, how it shaped our industry as we know it. But in order to begin, we got to do a little segment called... When are we? When are we? 2023. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's now. 
2023, old Joe Biden's president with Kamala Harris as vice president. Remember that? Remember yeah. those days? Yeah. The year that was a while be- ago. The year that began with Jeremy Renner throwing himself through a snowplow. Oh, God, that's right. That was this year. <laughs> yeah, that was this year, yeah. man. He's fine now, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, again, like, he he's going to be playing Jeremy Renner uh, since the snowplow for the rest of his career, that's for sure. Oh, God. He broke 30 bones at once. Holy shit. 30. Yeah, man. Holy he almost shit. died. He almost yeah, legit no, yeah, died. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was what a shame. And he was going, the whole way through. Remember that Jeremy Renner clip where he's singing jazz music? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. Woo! Jeremy Renner's, if you guys haven't heard Jeremy Renner's music, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Sorry, Caitlin Olsen, Johnny Knoxville. Oh, shit. Tom wow. Kenny, Don Cheadle. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jason oh. Manizoukas. Wow. Priscilla oh. Presley plays herself. Oh, my That's God. That's so funny. That's amazing. Okay. Sorry. That's I just, I, I, it was bothering me. I had to fantastic. <laughs> 2023, the government tells us that COVID's officially over. Wait, really? They, yeah. they, the official, uh, they came down the, came down the pipes? They plugged, they, they pulled the plug on it. That was like earlier this year. It was like February, January. But you still can't travel into America without a booster and without a vaccine. That's right. Okay. But it is over. Yeah, COVID's definitely not over. But That's okay. right. <laughs> uh, Russia and Ukraine still aren't getting along very well Damn. Uh, in 2023, unfortunately. Thought they would have patched it by now. No, no. Uh, this is the year that California is affected by atmospheric river storms causing weeks of torrential rains and snow in LA. Is that what they're calling it? Dude. Atmospheric river storms? I atmospheric love river I storm. love how when it just rains, they call yeah. it an atmospheric river. It was an atmospheric river storm. It is bizarre. It yeah. is, that's it's actually bizarre, it's good yeah. writing. The writers deserve to get paid more for that. That was good writing apparently, for the weather channel. Apparently, <laughs> also, we had La Nina happen, and now we're about to have El Nino. So What is that? Oh, the big storms, La Nina and El Nino. It it dep- it's, it means it's how how hot and uh, like the upper atmosphere is and like how much moisture is in it. So like La Ninas are colder air and like it's not as many storms and El Ninos are more extreme weather cycles where heat is like El Ninos are when there's like a shit ton of hurricanes. Oh, and La Ninas is when there's not that many hurricanes that season. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. We're about to get hit. Interesting. <laughs> we're the, about to get hit, brother. Is that the hurricane equivalent of the big one? Yeah, the big one. Oh, uh, wait, where, where is it going to hit? No, we're not going to get hit. Really? Nah, wait, nah, we're not going to get hit. Like Florida, Florida, last time sure. a hurricane hit Florida will be wiped Florida off the face Orleans of the earth. Are gonna, yeah. Yeah. yeah, New Orleans yeah. will go back to like a rubble city, yeah, you know, uh, like we were before. Uh, get out while you can. Yeah, get out while you can, everyone. Come on to California before the big one happens. My favorite part is uh, just going to be like all these people are like moving to Florida because like, yeah, freedom. We love it. Blah, blah. And they're going to experience their first hurricane. Yeah. Their first real hurricane. They're really get fucked up. Yeah, the freedom to move everything off the first floor because it's flooding. Yep, it's oh. going to happen. 2023 continued the daily mass shooting quota so far, about one a day. Uh... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, look, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. Never had oh, that wait. happen in a, in a, where, when are we before? Only one a day? Yeah, well, I think it's like averaging to a little over one a day. Okay. So like, I feel like yeah, that's down was, from last year. Yeah, well, that's true. We've had, yeah, it's been a few years now. Just like one a day mass shootings. There was one, there was one today. Yeah. And I think one yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. and it'll be one tomorrow. There'll be one tomorrow. Guaranteed. Oh. Oh. Um, well, the state of Florida decided to issue your boy... His concealed carry license. Oh, ah, so cool. there's one in this studio. There ain't, we're there ain't gonna be no mass shootings around us. Hell <laughs> yeah, brother. 
Uh, yeah, man. The elementary school, I live near an elementary school, and it's very creepy because they do shooting drills like once uh, every like three weeks to a month. Yeah. And so like every now and then you'll just hear the loudspeaker like, okay, now get under your desk, kids. Oh, God. It's like, oh, wow, is this boy. The, is the new coming? Yeah. Are we I mean, back to do nuclear drills? We did, we did a nuclear drill in school, in elementary school. No, we did, used to do nuclear drills, tornado drills. I don't know if we ever did an act. We we, we did active shooter drills. I, those so what yeah. I was and tornado. I was yeah. too young to like understand like the severity of like the like what we were actually drilling for. Yeah. So I actually always like enjoyed them because it was like hide and go seek. We got to like hide in like cupboards. And yeah, stuff, yeah, right? yeah. I was like, oh, this from is the fun. shooter. Yeah. Like, but I didn't comprehend like why we were actually hiding in the cupboards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Well, we just oh. did bomb threats, but like that wasn't a shoot. That wasn't. It was like everybody. Grab your stuff. We're walking outside. There's been a bomb threat, and we were like, "Woo! Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we get to like threat. avoid the test." We had a fucking. And that was mostly yeah. just some other student yeah, calling it in because they didn't want to do something that day. It was never that, a real thing. Yeah, anything interrupts class time was was fun as a yeah. child. Yeah. We had a bomb threat drill in uh, the fifth grade, and we all had to go out in the parking lot and do a bomb threat drill. And the week before that, there had been a bomb threat drill at another school nearby, and somebody shot up the bomb threat drill. Whoa. So we were like, cool. Holy Let's shit. all go out of the parking lot. We gather and, in one place. And my fifth grade teacher was like freaking the fuck out about it. She did not want to do it. She was like, there was just a shooting. What are we doing? So we're out in the parking lot with her. And she's like, we're like, in, we're in the open. Like, we're just in the fucking <laughs> wide open here, man. Like, they could they could hit us at any moment. We're like, hey, man, you want to chill? Like, you're, the, you're the teacher here. I'm eight. I'm, yeah. Like, get behind the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. She's like, stay low. Stay low, man. They could be in the bushes. You don't know. Looking for glints in the trees. <laughs> it's like, does anyone have a gun on them? You know? She's got she's got a mirror going around corners. Like, yeah, for, like, yeah, dude. She's like, okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> A team. Let's go. Alpha. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> We're going to breach this bus. Man. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever indeed. Whatever it's gets funny. me out of this test. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. We were just excited to be outside, you know. Uh, uh, 2023, Tom Brady officially retires. I'm going to list off some things that happened in rapid order here. Okay. Tom Brady officially retires. AI is taking over. Former U.S. President Trump is indicted for paying a porn star hush money. Oh, yes, There's some correct. sort of weird train derailment epidemic happening, uh, along with truck spills and chemical factory explosions, and uh, we're shooting down alleged spy balloons with fighter jets. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait, yeah. who won the Oscar that year? Oh, so the Oscar at the 95th <laughs> Academy Awards. <laughs> Does any of this have to do with film? At the 95th Academy Awards, everything, everywhere, all at once brings home Best Picture. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Time. Who, won time. who won album of the year that year? Album of the year. So far, the top song of the year is Miley Cyrus's Flowers. Okay. You can buy your um, flowers. It's Harry Styles. Harry's House won at the Oscars that year for uh, Harry Styles' album, Harry's House. It won at the Oscars. Sorry, the, the Grammys. Oh, I was about to say. Picture, yeah. I mean, look, he does <laughs> film shit. I don't know, man. I love Harry's House. It was great. I was very excited. Uh, I used to. And then I heard things, man. Wait, what? I heard things about Harry Styles. Epstein, Epstein's Island, man. Yeah, no, Harry just... Styles is on Epstein's Island. <laughs> no. If, if Harry Styles was on Epstein's Island, he was getting traffic to it. I just heard. Was... Yeah, yeah. I just heard he's a real dick. That's uh, I heard he's a real dickhead on set. He like mistreats PAs and shit, damn. which I don't like. Yeah. That, there's a strike going on. Let's call him out. All right. Yeah. If you're a dick to PAs, I'm gonna yeah. fucking call you out on this yeah. show for real. Don't be a dick to PAs. Yeah. Like you're a piece yeah. of shit if you do that. Let's just. 
You my, know, my, hair, if, my hair would never do that. Right? <laughs> if you're addicted to background, if yeah. you're addicted to PAs, if you're addicted yeah. to, yeah. addict to anyone on set, yeah. just shut the fuck up. Unless yeah. it's the director. Yeah. You can be addicted to the director. Yeah. That's that's the only person you're allowed to be addicted to, and maybe a, a, a wound-up producer. Yeah. You know, with no, as much abuse yeah. with as much abuse that's gone on on sets and as much, like, mental and emotional trauma and everything, I am shocked that we haven't seen a school shooter on a fucking Hollywood <laughs> Oh, my set. God, dude. Too much security. Well, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, but that was just one shot. I don't know. It was also... Like, there's, that, wasn't, there's, <laughs> that was a weird blurred line. way too much security. Yeah, well, like I, don't know. I don't know, man. Those grips who get there at three in the morning, think, yeah, like they can have could, a gun and you, all that equipment. E- easily. I'm easily. not talking like a random person from the outside. Mm. I'm talking like somebody snaps mm. because one too many Hollywood actors yeah, treated them dude. like dog shit. Mm. Yeah. And like, don't look me in the eye or you're fired. And well, like, see, you, know. you don't need a gun, though. It's just an accident. Making an accident. Yeah, but how many accidents? You know, you know when was the last time we had a light fall on someone? Dude, I saw it. I was on set of, uh, as a matter of fact, it's funny you bring that up. I was on set of uh, fucking Criminal Minds. I was playing a cop that day. And I don't remember the main actor's name, but they're doing a scene. At, we were on the Disney Ranch at that, like, city, you know, that little city that they paint up. And we're in this intersection, and they've got a fucking lighting rig above them with that uh, diffuser, that huge. It was probably, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like had to be 20 foot by 30 something like that over this scene and this motherfucker goes to fall and and everyone like ants just like runs away and there's the main actor just standing under it and he fucking reaches up and catches this thing had to be like hundreds of pounds dude i don't know i it, it had to be heavy as shit and he just fucking reaches up and grabs it and was like, wow, man. Like, thanks for fucking saving my life here. He had to save his own life. What? Oh, yeah, dude. It happens all the time. What? Wait, what? Wow. What was he? Was he worded out? Like, how's he catching? I don't that? know, bro. We were all very impressed. We were like, "Damn, that dude is strong." He's like, been, no, it's been like this isn't the first time somebody's tried yes, to drop yeah. a light on me <laughs> with an accident. Exactly, dude. You remember the Spider-Man? Spider-Man shoot was like cursed, man. Those fuckers were dying left and right. What? I have no like, idea. People were almost. Well, dying. that's because Sam Raimi was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. It's like fuck it, dude. <laughs> anyway, the strike. So, yeah. So since, that concludes my. Are we? Yeah, yes. That's when we That's are. That's when are we? Okay. We're in 2023. Most importantly to our episode today, 2023 is the year that the Hollywood writers went back on strike, baby. Since film began as an industry, the artists have been fighting with the money man to get their fair share. You know what I'm saying? You bring you bring that money man in the room, and sometimes we gotta have a talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this money, the Timothy Chalamet money did come in. Don't get me wrong, uh, the deposit happened uh, in Timothy Chalamet as well. You know what I'm saying? But like, we're not very happy with the way that it's being. <laughs> we're not very happy with uh, how Timothy Chalamet is getting such a big cut here, and uh, the creators aren't. Even oh. though Timothy Chalamet had to go through the real deposit. All I want is for Timothy Chalamet to watch the list of the show. <laughs> I know, man, me too. He's going to be like, what the fuck, guys? Hey, yo, hey. Because he's from New York, right? Hey, yo, what the fuck? I don't know where he's from. I think he's from, he's from New York, but he's probably from, like, the richest Manhattan neighborhood, you know. He's probably like, hello, governor. He's oh, like, wait. what do they do to these guys? <laughs> yeah, I never... Well, I actually love the guy. I, do too, I really yeah. do. It, I think we've said this we, a yeah, few we times. Joke because we love love him. the guy. We joke about him no. because we love him. Timothy, no. if you want to come here, yeah, come on the pod. We'll bring the money man in. You know. <laughs> 
So today I'm going to tell you about what's going on with this writer strike. At some point, I think this, that's been part one, right? Like in part two, I'll tell you about. We have the been going for an hour. No. I'm, I'm, oh my I'll, God. I'll probably cut out half this though. <laughs> and some strikes that happened in the past. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Drum roll. <laughs> The WGA, the Writers Guild of America, a union representing 11,500 writers of film, television, and other entertainment forms, are now on strike. It is the first writer strike and the first Hollywood strike of any kind in 15 years, like I was saying earlier. Why are the writers striking? This is a question that you might be asking. Uh, so I will begin here by reading you the official 2023 pattern of demands from the Writers Guild of America. Okay. Drink some water first. Better crafty. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. And the studios are like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. You will eat many sandwiches yes. and chips and salsa. Again, again, personal story. We once had craft services on a show that was being produced for fucking Hulu with major stars involved in our craft services for lunch. Something got fucked up, and we had dry cereal for lunch. Bowls of dry Cheerios. I shit you fucking not. <laughs> Cheerios, like the worst dry cereal, yeah. too. Like, not even, mm. like... Good, like, no. like that is dry cereal. It tastes like cardboard. And we, it was like August, and we were outside, and it was dry Cheerios outside. Luckily, I was on so much cocaine, I wasn't hungry anyway. I mean, like, like, I you know. am. That's what they should put in crafty. Is like, <laughs> yeah. If you can't, much did, man. you can't eat the dry cereal. We have Dude. a big bowl of cocaine. Did I ever right tell here. you? I played this guy on uh, that American Housewife show. And I was a Revolutionary War reenactor. That was my role. And, like, it was this, like, sort of, you know, weird guy who's a Revolutionary War reenactor. And during the reenactment, we were doing, like, one of the reenactments that my character was a part of. Mm -hmm. And we found this guy who was one of the soldiers. And imagine, dressed fully in Revolutionary War regalia. He was, not only was he hitting bumps, he had gone back to Crafty. And he had a bottle of whiskey in his hand, and he was passed out with, like, puke all over his fucking Revolutionary War regalia. And he had, like, eaten all the crafty. He had, like... That's ra- like kind of awesome. I'm not Dude, even mad. It's just, and it was I'm, like, the, very impressed. It was, like, at the Burbank Equestrian Center. So he's, like, in a fucking, like, horse stable, like, drunk, passed out, with, like, puke all over him. That's so <laughs> was this, funny. like, Andrew Dice Clay? Like, yeah, who was Like, who fucking was That's this? That's so funny. Uh, just some... Uh, some Hollywood stories for you. Hollywood is all glitz and glamour. Artie Lang was cast in <laughs> <Yeah>. the fucking... <laughs> the man whose nose exploded. Okay. The patterns of demand. The pattern of demands is a constitutionally required statement of general objectives for the MBA negotiations. MBA. I don't know what that stands for. I didn't look it up. On March 7th, 2023... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I forgot. I was going to, and then I forgot. It's, it's very um, funny. Yeah, <laughs> I totally meant to. The 2023 pattern of demands was approved by WGA members. 98.4 percent, uh, 5,553 voters voted yes, and 1.6 percent, or 90 voters voting no. That so, is a, that's a decent split. To that's the, a decent that's, split. That's a, it's a pretty unanimous decision. Everyone is in agreement here that we should strike. 
you know. Imagine being one of the 90 who said no. Yeah. It's like, do you, I'm sure it was like an anonymous vote, but like. It was it was the people who had just gotten their job. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was or the ones who were that like, were also in the producer's guild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, the ones that, because there's a lot of people that there's are some in the director's guild yes. and the producer's yeah, yeah, yeah. guild. There's a crossover. And it was all the late night hosts. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that, too. We're going to talk about all this shit. Cool. We're getting into it, baby. Um, <clears throat> okay. All those shows need to die anyway. Dude, I, I, I wrote that too. People are like, I'm so sad James Corden is leaving TV. I'm like, thank God, thank finally. Christ. Oh, no, not Jimmy Fallon. Like, what a fucking sack of shit that guy is, right? So, the pattern of demands. Compensation and residuals. Like <laughs> you like him? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon's great. I feel no, like I would sucks, have a beer dude. with him, but I don't want to be... I, don't I would have I mean, a beer I've, with him if his beer was poisoned. I mean, I have never seen his show, I think, but I like Jimmy Fallon as like a guy. Like, I think he should cool. be hung at the Nuremberg trial. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hear he's really fun to party with, actually. No, he's a drunk. He's yeah. Like, yeah. The pattern of demands. Compensation and residuals. This is the first section mm-hmm. of the pattern and demands. Uh, pattern of demands. <laughs> Increase minimum compensation significantly to address the devaluation of writing in all areas of television, new media, and features. Standardize compensation and residual terms for features, whether released theatrically or streaming. Address the abuses of many rooms, which we're going to get into. The abuses of many the rooms? The abuses of many rooms. That's so vague. That is the Timothy Chalamet and the Money Man Oh, okay. Situation. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> it just sounds kidding. like it. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like it. We're going to get into many rooms. Actually, I would say uh, the abuses of many rooms is possibly the keystone of this strike. Interesting. Yeah. This is... And and it, and it goes deeper. The, the fucking the Riddler uh, puzzle is the is the main <laughs> yeah. cornerstone. That's where it all boils down to. Ensure appropriate television series writing compensation throughout entire process of pre-production, production, and post-production. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like stop this bullshit about you're paying us differently throughout different phases of production here, you know? Oh, like standardize the rate. Standardize the rate. Like um, if, if, if I'm if I'm doing a day's of work, it's a day of work, regardless yeah. of what that work consists of. This could be the end of the... Uh, it, I don't know what it is these days, but it used to be the $100,000 million deal where you would sell a script for hundred grand, and if the studio made it, you'd get a million. Mm-hmm. But like usually it would get shelved this could be the end of that as well. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, since it's it, it's a different structure, when you sell a script, and you know this is all about we're gonna get into it, but it's all about residuals, mm-hmm. it's all about uh, royalties, all that shit. So, there the the buyout might die is basically what's gonna happen. It's like we don't just sell a script to a studio or to a streaming service anymore mm-hmm. for a flat rate, and then they go and fucking take it and make you know mm-hmm. buku bucks. Yeah. Anyway, that's again getting into the weeds cool. here. Um, and so, what I imagine, like the the, the different day rates thing, uh, it's probably like, does that mean that like okay, so you pay me one rate to come in and do a writer's room and be like writing, but then when we get to set and I have to make changes on set, now you're paying me less money yeah. because you're like in your mind I'm not doing a day's now worth of writing. Like a, now you're like now you're a different writer. Yeah. You're Consultant. Just, nah, you're on call. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're being paid to be on call. You probably yeah. won't be needed, but if you are needed, right. here you are. Yeah. It's there. Mm. And then post production with like pickups, yeah, editing stuff yeah. like that. All those are like now different you're... rates. Yeah. It's like we just want one standardized rate. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. 
how I feel about that one. I know. <laughs> well, again, I mean, we're going to talk about all this, you know. This I, is all... The heavy is, lifting you, occurs in the original creation of the material. It and doesn't matter, is, though. It's a, it's your time. A day's work is... A, a day's rate is a day's rate. It's right. like, if I am on, if I am working for you, this is my rate for the day. It does not matter what I'm doing on that day. This is my rate for me to leave my house. Like, this is like, if you want me, if you want me to give... If you want me to give you a day of my time, this is how much that time is worth. Right. When I'm flying you to a nice place, putting you up in a hotel and covering all your expenses and giving you per diem, that ain't really nah. work. Ain't that ain't really work. <laughs> ain't your work. time ain't that fucking valuable. Hey, <laughs> I hear you. This is the studio's argument as well, you know. I mean, is the CEO's value fucking quarter billion a year? No. We're not talking no. about that. I don't think that's no. the value of that either. It's, but you can't none of you can't it's about the dist- to. It's about the distribution of profits. Get brother. out of here with your communist <laughs> bullshit. It's about the distributions of profits, brother. <laughs> So the other one is uh, apply minimums to comedy variety programs made for new media. We're going to get into that. Uh, Increase residuals for undercompensated reuse markets. Restrict uncompensated use of excerpts. And then we get into pension plans and health funds. Increase contributions to pension plan and health fund. Uh, And then professional standards and protection in the employment of writers. And that is, that's going to be part of this keystone that we're talking about today. For feature contracts in which compensation falls below a specified threshold, require weekly payment of compensation in a minimum of mm-hmm. two steps. Yeah. Which is, yeah, like two steps of rising at least, you know. Uh, strengthen regulation of options and exclusivity in television writer employment contracts. Mm-hmm. We've encountered this before. Like when they get you under contract, you can't fucking work for anyone else. You can't right, write anything similar. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, which this is, it, it, it is not to end that. It is just to strengthen regulation. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't sign yourself into a blood fucking contract without being compensated fairly yeah for yeah it's yeah. like you have to keep me as an on-staff writer if you want a non-compete agreement if like that means you can't pay me for two days of work and i can't find other work the rest of those days it means it's like if you want to be sign a non-compete i have to be a staffed writer and you pay me whether you use me or not exactly mm-hmm. that's the whole yeah, yeah. and that's uh, a lot of this is going to boil down to that where it's like mm-hmm. um fine i would love to come under contract with you but also, like, mm. you can't if, – if you're going to keep me from getting other jobs, you got to mm. pay me to not go after other right. jobs, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that is no, – yeah. See, I agree with yeah. that. That's yeah. totally yeah. reasonable. Yeah. If you put a lawyer on yeah. retainer yeah, exactly. yeah. and he can't go take other cases, you have, uh, you have to pay him – yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whether you use him for a month, whether you use him every day, you know, whatever it is. It's – yeah. Uh, so strength and regulation of that. Regulate use of material produced using artificial intelligence or similar technology. That's the big one. This is a big one as well. This is another key component that we're going to be talking about with this strike. So they don't want the studios to use AI to supplement them. Exactly. It's, 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 it's threefold. Do you, do you have more details about the AI? Because I, I know all about I it. I have uh, minor details, Okay, but we can get into it. Do you, is this now an appropriate time to explain sure. it? Okay, yeah, let's go ahead. So it's uh, there's a couple elements to it. Uh, the studios cannot take a writer's work and feed it into an AI to train the AI. So they don't want any of the writers yeah. in the WGA's work to be used to train AI. The second one is 
you can't. That's, wow. that's easy. That's intellectual property law. They're not supposed right. to be doing that anyways. Yeah. Right. The AIs that are already mm. existing are already violating the shit out of yeah. that. Right. So the next like. one is the studio cannot create a first draft of a script of AI and then hire a writer just to like do punch edits, just to punch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the third one... Um. Uh, yeah. It, the, basically, everything revolves around those two things. Like, you can't use our writers' work yeah. to train your AI, and you can't generate work with AI and then have our writers come and like punch it up. Which is certainly uh. Would, would the this... first one I agree. The second uh, one I don't. Really? I mean, there's a th- Yeah, because it's like saying we own my horse farm, so you can't drive a fucking car because it's gonna put my horse and carriage business out of business. It's kind of like the GMO argument. It's I w- like GMO like I I never thought it was a big deal that we created fucking like broccoli or whatever, you know, yeah. but like some people are vehemently against GMOs. I w- yeah. I would say that uh any any reliance on creative work placed on AI uh reduces the amount of work hours that a human being could be paid Absolutely. for. Yeah. So it's like Instead of paying a writer for three months to write a script, I'm going to pay you for one month instead because the AI cut out two weeks. months of work. Yeah. I think it will also lead to more generic, more like, you know, oh, like the soul's worse. ripped out of it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I don't know but if it, like you know. the market will dictate whether that's appealing to the audience or not. So the market will say this would, script was sucks and like this one written by the human is better. So well, the we're going to value the human one better. If anything, it helps the fucking rates because the human could charge more. No, but that's the thing though. They're not like if if they were like instead of paying you for three months' work, we're gonna pay you for one. We're gonna pay you the rate of three months. That would be different. But they're not gonna do that. They're gonna pay you for one month. Yeah, it's gonna. What do you mean? Like what? What? what, You're gonna have to charge lower. Yeah, what you said. What what you're implying is that like. That only works if the worker is being compensated for the increase in productivity based on the technology. But they're not going to be. Technically, you're not a writer. I think you're you're a. You can can make the argument with the the punching up thing. You either Mm -hmm. have to go all AI or all writer. Like that—that's a little bit more fair. But like, I still think. Yeah, but I mean, so if if the if what the studio wants to do is take a three month writing process and make it a one month writing process because we cut out two months because of the AI. That is fine as long as you're still paying that writer for three months of work. Right. But what you're doing like, is you are paying the worker less because of an increase in productivity. Okay. So more so, of the profits are going to the capital okay. owner and not the laborer. So, so like, <laughs> we're going to say that just because the printing press was invented, we should still pay all yes. those hand scribe transcribers yes. the same amount? That's yes. fucking nonsense. Yes. That's technology. Sorry. Technology is inevitable. All right, you can't fight it, and the more you try to fight it, the worse it is for everybody. And like, you can't just make policy giving somebody um, something that they could be uh, evolved and revolutionized with technology and make all society's life easier just because these one small group of people is being changed and being forced to do something else. It's, that's insane. No, because right. so the capital owner is now reaping all of the benefits of the increase in productivity. So their profit margins are increasing, but no. yet that benefit is not being shared with the labor no, class. No, no, no. The fucking labor class can go write their own. They can use AI too to go make their own content. The cost they of don't making have, content... But they don't have the infrastructure in order to compete. Co- like That is nonsense. The cost of making the content is being so decentralized and being put into every individual's hands. 
anybody out there with a fucking cell phone can go make a show or a YouTube series or anything else that will get more views and rival the quality of what the dog shit that's on TV right now. Qual- All these late night shows, they don't have any of the views that podcasts do. Yeah, but so it, like but those are these podcasts. These podcasters are not making most of them are not making the same amount of money that these like giant corporate machines are. Well, the, and I, I'll put this in there as well. This is because we're just in a, a transitionary phase. We're going from one right, form, but in, to a new form. But of this technology. is the same. This is the same logic that has stopped the minimum wage from increasing because people are still being paid the same amount of money that they are being paid when productivity was way lower. Productivity over mm. time has increased exponentially. Because of technology, but the only people that are seeing the benefits of that is the capital-owning class because they have the powers on their side. And so as productivity increases and wages stay stagnant uh, or it sometimes decrease because the amount of labor needed has decreased now, now the uh, the balance of power is like you still have no product without labor. No, you have greater mobility between the classes. No. Yeah, you do. No. Because you have more tools to accelerate and to, to climb the, and to advance. For the capital-owning class. No, no, no. For the individual. You're going to tell me no. that an individual now doesn't have more power than an individual in the 1940s? Yes. You're, yes. you're sorely mistaken, bro. I'm sorry. I, I think, That's just factually incorrect. I think that the... So what, please I think, back up your argument. <laughs> I think <laughs> the wage disparity and the lack of a thriving middle class is the evidence of that. The wage disparity have increased more since 1940s. It is harder to break into the middle class than was in the 1940s. And you can look at economic trends over time to see that it is, well, we have the tools. We have greater tools now. But the quality of life for everyone has increased since the 1940s. Overall, we have better health care overall. We have better technology. We have better everything. We have less poverty and less crime. There's, there's not overall. less poverty. Yeah, huh? There's not less poverty. There is absolutely, if you go look at the numbers and not read the fucking USSR handbook, uh, <laughs> you can look at the numbers. We are living in the least crime and the least poverty of any time in human history right now. And that is because of technology. Now, there is a greater separation between the classes, but there is also greater potential for mobility between the classes. If you think of a novel idea, if you think of an invention, if you think of a content, you can get it out there and get and make it successful now easier than you could in the 1940s. You tell me you got to invent, first of all, just education. You can't, education is way more accessible now. You can learn anything off a YouTube video. Information is free with the internet. So you can teach yourself how to fucking be an engineer. You don't need to get the college degree. Before you had to get the college degree, you had to pay for it. And that was making it a a harder threshold Mm -hmm. for you to obtain the necessary tools to go accelerate or do whatever you want in the economic class or but whatever. But access to skills and access to knowledge does not necessarily equate to access of opportunity. But you're just mad because the the labor class, the manufacturing class, is being phased out with technology. But what what that's also allowing is for that class to have the opportunity to change and educate themselves to give them more freedom to not 
have to sit in a fucking factory and work. So we're at this transitioning phase where we're going from the industrial era to the information era. And yes, just like the horse and carriage to truck and car, you could still choose to build horse and carriages and drive them and have your horse and carriage rail service. But at the end of the day, cars are fucking there, man. They're coming. And you can't stop them. Well, listen, hold on. Okay. I love you too, by the way. Oh, I get very I'm passionate. Of course. No, this is a yeah. hug it out. I yeah. let this go because it was yeah. actually a very but, healthy but it conversation. It is related to this whole, this whole like argument. Absolutely. Like this is like at the core of like what's they're striking about. My like uh, third perspective on this, which it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I I didn't stop that because that was a very fascinating conversation. Both sides were very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my whole thing is so I wrote. I don't know if it punched as hard as I wanted it to, but <laughs> I I used AI to write that third episode yeah. of the Militainment. You know, yeah. um, and I felt that it lacked a lot of soul. You know, mm-hmm. like there were a lot of times where I would punch it in and so far, I mean, mm-hmm. look, this is so far. I don't, we're in the early stages mm-hmm. of this, but it is sweeping like wildfire and it is growing fast. Uh, so much to the point, I don't know if you guys saw like Bill Gates and Elon Musk are like trying to team up to like suspend AI technology development for the next six months. They're saying Bill this Gates is like to suspended shit. He's the one who bought ChatGPT. He was dick. You he's apparently he's apparently saying like we're going too fast. There's yeah, right. uh there was a professor that, that might professor, that might have been an AI article. There was a professor of AI who says I regret doing this. Yeah, he was yeah. Like, I, I shouldn't. We but we're about a bad path. But I I I wrote that last episode using a little bit of AI, and so far we are at the point where it will write a script. Yes. But it will write, like, Jack and Jill went up the hill. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is not a fucking, like... Yeah. It, I feel like uh, these episodes that I write, I write them all, like, mm-hmm. out of my head. I, You know, I do the research, but I don't copy and paste. I, I, I write everything, and I feel like I have my language. And I feel like when we write scripts and we write novels and the three of us are all writers and we write mm-hmm. our shit... Our voice is yeah. heard in the script. Yeah. And I feel like AI has not gotten there yet for sure. That is my only... Right. So... Which is why they would still need a writer to, like, punch up the script. Exactly. So like, give us a little bit of soul now. Yeah. 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 That's what I was agreeing with, like, yeah. yo, if it's all 100% a writer mm-hmm. or all 100% AI, that's mm-hmm. a, it, that distinction should be made. Right. You shouldn't do an AI to do all the mundane legwork and then bring the human on for that last little bit because then exactly what you're saying happens where they are cutting the cost but they're still getting that quality of work now if they you're like no for this project we're only going to use AI and the Mm. AI sucks then the product that they Mm. put out is going to suck and the market will determine whether or not people like that I see what you're saying Mm. no I saw what both of you guys are saying it was was very interesting like the volley wait till you hear this back it was very good I mean it was like I I think you guys like answer as a matter of fact, that's been part one. Of, no, I'm just <laughs> and if you want to hear all the things that you didn't hear in the episode, <laughs> I love hearing things that I never heard before. And we have so much of that. We recorded this episode for like four hours, but then obviously uh, we need to cut out super off topic stuff. Like if you're listening to Humphrey Bogart, you don't want a 30 minute tirade about Ezra Miller. Right. Or maybe you do. And now you can hear it. That's the right. Ezra Miller arc is one of the best underrated arcs I've ever even experienced. Yes. So that plus uh, fun tidbits mm-hmm. plus um, bonus episodes. I did a three part episode on the history of musicals. That's yeah. Right. We got some legacy content, like some old uh, game history episodes and, uh, History of everything, like Dev was saying. But uh, if you want those shows to come back, 
the quickest way to make that happen is to subscribe. Because the yeah. more subscribers we get, the more content we can make. And then we can quit our fucking jobs and make it this. Yeah. You know? I'd love to quit being unemployed. Me too. That's the job I would like to resign from. <laughs> Listen, we're and turning down deals from studios and networks left and right. The best way you can support the show is by subscribing to our Patreon. If you don't want us to sell to Disney, yeah. subscribe to our Patreon. And our fun tidbits, by the way, are videos, yeah. which is like audio for your eyeballs. Which is a crazy new technology. Crazy new technology. You yeah. can see our mugs and uh, Fight Club style. We put little blips of uh, naked photos of us mm-hmm. in the video. One frame. One yeah, frame. One frame. Boop. Tasteful frontal. That's right. If you can find the frame, DM us. <laughs> It's only $5 a month, but if you don't have the capacity to subscribe right now, you can also just uh, give us, like, single donations, which every little bit helps. So, uh, But if not, you know, no worries. No pressure. But we don't want to sell to Disney. No so. pressure. But there is pressure because we can't pay our rents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. We're going to be doing this stri- We're gonna be doing this on the street. Actually, this is a begging plea. <laughs> please help. Please donate. So yeah, our audio. Our audio. Seven, seven children. Our audio is going to be so echoey under that bridge. <laughs> So, We're going to yeah. be recording this in a box. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go back. All right. But check us out on Patreon at Film History. The, the History of film. film. Now back to the episode. So I'm not going to get into all those demands. Uh, there are some of them. There, there are some of them as well who sort of like every bill that's been put through the government. There's a repeat, you know, uh, more pay equity, uh, discrimination, harassment, you know, stuff like that. Always goes in these because, I mean, you got to keep addressing it until it's mm. it's never going to be gone. But let's be honest, you know. But um, I'm not going to get into those, but we're going to discuss the big ones, the main reasons for the strike, and what we're hearing most about. Uh, I myself am not yet a member of the WGA. I hope to be very soon. Fingers crossed. Mm. Not yet. Uh, I've had scripts registered with the WGA. WGA is never going to let me in after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we'll be dead by the military by the time we hear the last three episodes. Fucking producer's guild is going to be wide open. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Yep, yep. I should I should take I should take this I should take my spiel to a soapbox in front of Paramount and get hired as like this a, band. It's and like get a job a, at Paramount. It's like those shirts where it's like a house divided and it's like uh, I'm a Saints fan and he's a fucking mm, Eagles fan, no. you know? And it's like but it's like WGA PGA like that's our show. We're oh, a house we're, divided. But oh, not really. I yeah. mean, we're all saying the same shit. Yeah. In a way. But uh, sort of. until one of really. us joins one of the guilds. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna I'm, we are not in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start going to the picket lines and giving speeches and just see if it launches my career. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially the WGA says that even as salary or uh sorry, even as series budgets increase, the writer's share of that money has decreased. So, 2019 through 2020, the weekly minimum for a staff writer on a television series in that season was $4,500 a week. According to industry trade outlet Variety, they work an average of 29 weeks on a network show, and that comes out to about 130 grand. So that's 130 grand a year. For six months. 
Yeah, yeah. For half the year. Right. <laughs> Dev's already. <laughs> Dev's already. I'm just, okay. I just want to Dev's already. Take a picture. Okay. All right. So this Which is. Which in so, LA is like yeah. a yeah. studio apartment. Yeah. Well, and we're going to get yeah. into it. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to get into it. This yeah. is. This is. Uh, remember, this is for a staff writer. This yeah. is for a staff writer on a television series. Yeah. This is like. This is network, right? This is network. So staff this isn't writer. even cable. This exactly. Is, this is like Fox, ABC, exactly. NBC, that type of shit. And uh, like an employee. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. that's yes, this is like 130 um, grand salary, 130 okay. grand salary. Which mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yeah. that is good, and especially mm-hmm. like you said, for six months of work, mm-hmm. but also yeah. like you know, 130 yeah. grand to be writing for like two and a half men. That might you know when Charlie's making that's 1. the thing. It's episode. it's not about it's not about how much you're getting paid. It's about like how like what is the value that you are generating the and disparity. how much of that value are you receiving back in pay? Right. So it's like it, 130 grand is a lot of money, but if the show made two billion dollars, you know, it's like are you being paid proportionally for the value that that labor is adding? Yeah, but did they create the show? Is that that the value comes mm-hmm. from the creation of the idea and the mm-hmm. execution of it? So like if they can. If if their job is like oh if it's a rumor writers mm-hmm. and they yeah. can swap out one or two of them yeah. and the quality of the show doesn't change yeah. because the show is a formula then it's arguable to be like well, all right well, it's it's just the mechanics yeah. of that it's like different for a film when a writer like creates the whole film from start to scratch yeah. and follows well, I mean, it through but the replaceability of the worker isn't the same as the value that that labor is generating. You know what I mean? Like if they, there is no show without the writers, like, and you can argue how much value does the writing give versus how much value does Charlie give? You know what I mean? Like, I think like a lot of people would, would agree that Charlie is generates more value for the show. So he should be paid a little bit higher. You know what I'm saying? But like still like is how much, of the writing process is core to, you know, the show generating its profits and stuff. So I think that's kind of the hardest, what they're arguing is like our wages haven't increased in X amount of time. 130 grand sounds great, but it's like, you know, I think our, 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 our jobs are valued at higher than this. Yeah. And also, so where this all comes down to is with the streaming services, Mm -hmm. uh, things have changed. There's a lot of loopholes. There's a lot of old rules being applied to, they're still counted as new media. Exactly. And that's fucked up. That's fucked up. So explain new media. So So, there's a category. So you have like feature film, um, and then certain budget ranges. And then you have uh, television, and then you have cable television, network television, and certain lengths and certain budget ranges. Mm-hmm. And this is how the price point, this is how we, uh, from a producer standpoint, with the guilds, mm-hmm. that we, there is a standard for pay. Mm-hmm. So I know that if it's a TV show that's on cable that has a budget of X amount, the minimum is this dollar amount. Mm-hmm. For the actor, for the writer, for the tech people who want it, the director, they have a minimum. You can always pay more, mm-hmm. but at a minimum, the negotiated rates between mm-hmm. the unions is right. X amount, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. So that's why new media was created to quantify, to, to encompass all the... YouTube and new technologies that were coming out. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, they wanted to separate that from like film, TV, and then everything else. Interesting. And then what, what came and everything else was like almost all internet based stuff. And what that was swept into because the, the studios are shisty is all the streaming stuff. I see. So, so like all of those the, like Hulu streaming or even like HBO streaming stuff was not, Considered their TV side, so the it was minimum, considered their new media, and the side. minimum for new media was lower, drastically lower. Drastic wow, yeah. that's like, shitty. Like sometimes, uh, well, right now they're calling for scabs to come into work for 150 a day. 
Like it is, it is like because you think it was. I know, I know, I know. Everybody's doing that. By the way, it's Everybody's supposed like, to be for yeah, web series. For, uh, yeah. for for listeners, there was like uh, we all like kind of looked around the table if eyebrows raised, be like evil, evil, Ooh, evil man. thoughts. Uh, we're gonna in episode two. We're yeah. gonna get into uh, crossing the picket line. But okay. those are those like when new media was created. The the thought process was this is for web series. Mm-hmm. Like this is for like yeah. you have a, a website and mm-hmm. you don't want to spend the money on doing yeah. a TV show or whatever. Got, yeah. So you're just gonna do like a trial run on your web yeah. series and it's it's not gonna generate that much money. Yeah. It's not gonna have that many eye views, but it's also not gonna cost that much either. And they got the Taft Hartley from SAG. You remember like new media? Mm-hmm. So Taft Hartley, you know, into mm-hmm. SAG is it was a clause where if you were to do something and you needed SAG immediately, uh, the production would pay for your SAG fee. And you would become SAG right then and there on the spot from being in a production that needed you to be SAG. Uh, and New Media uh, got the right to do Taft Hartley to actors to like give them Taft Hartley. Mm-hmm. So all these people were sort of making their own thing, and they were Taft Hartleying themselves into SAG without having to do three SAG vouchers and all that shit. Okay, yeah. this is all so fucking. Union uh, inside baseball yeah. shit, but this yeah, is yeah. like you know this is what this is all about. Fascinating, like, yeah. Um, so uh, you guys were hitting the nail on the head there. What the WGA is particularly not happy about, I mentioned it. Mini rooms. So this is the way these shows staff their writers' rooms. More and more of them them are doing these mini rooms. They are small staffs that work short stints. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of talking about this as well. They may, thus making it harder to make a steady living as a writer. Um, there is no more, you know, salary mm-hmm. basically. And this is becoming a big fucking issue out here. Freelance work. Mm-hmm. This is what this is all coming down to. Hollywood, Los Angeles, not mm-hmm. only us, but like a lot of cities, a lot of places. Freelance gig economy is what a lot of this is about. Right. So it's turning something that used to be a salaried position into a freelance gig that you do twice a week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it all boils down to each gig as a writer or whatever creative job that you're mm-hmm. doing, you get hired for is a new gig. Mm-hmm. You get hired as a freelancer, as a temporary contract. You are not, mm-hmm. there's no benefits. There's no, none of that shit. Mm-hmm. You are just paid a day rate to do a thing. And you're a freelancer, and uh, they, it's basically they have outsourced a third party, you know, work, mm-hmm. and that is, and now you are a freelance writer who's being paid for a gig, even though this position used to be salary, right? You yeah. know, and your experience will get you the gig, and sometimes it will pay more, like as you go, but with how competitive the field is, yeah. you can charge. If you charge too much, you're just not going to get the a, job. It's a race to the bottom. It's a race to the bottom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How cheap can you go? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get the fucking gig. Yeah. How know? much do you need to buy lunch this week? Exactly. You know? Can you yeah. just get by only eating a dinner? <laughs> and there's no set path anymore for mm-hmm. promotion. You yeah. know, back when, if you were in a writer's room on a television mm-hmm. series back in the day, it was, you would start as a writer's assistant. And then you would make it to a staff writer eventually. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you'd make it to editor. And then mm-hmm. eventually all the way to the fucking... Eventually mm-hmm. you would make it to a producer. Like showrunner. Show showrunner, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, like all this shit. Um, that doesn't exist anymore because mm-hmm. every gig that you start, it is back at the bottom rung. Right. I mean, yeah. I, and this is... 
Drake and I met mm -hmm. on a job that utilizes this, mm -hmm. and also like we all suffer from it. You know, we met doing video game marketing, yeah. video game commercials. Mm -hmm. You know, and it is a gig economy, and very few people get mm -hmm. hired to do it uh, as a salaried position. And yeah. the rest of the economy, the rest of mm -hmm. the industry is gig people. Mm -hmm. I have I have directed like personally like 30 video game commercials but mm -hmm. shit that has aired at the super bowl mm -hmm. shit that has like e3 like mm -hmm. my fucking like work has been in the biggest of markets can't fucking get a job to save my life you know mm -hmm. like i can't fucking book work to save my life my linkedin is stellar yeah you know but it's this gig economy and every time i do book a job it is a temporary uh, mm -hmm. freelance contract. Yeah, that you know? provides no benefits, provides no, no job security. No upward um, motion, mm -hmm, no upward mobility, mobility yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And that's where these writers are at. And it, what has what has happened is these streaming services, uh, you know, it's almost like the military got privatized. It's mm -hmm. like the studio network television shows, now they're just being run out of these mom-and-pop streaming services, and they can just freelance you to death, mm -hmm. and they never have to abide by like the old school rules. Right. So these writers are getting hired as a gig, but they're writing the show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And that is, that's like, I would say one of the keystones of this, you know, fucking uh, mm -hmm. this strike. And the numbers of writers working at guild minimums has gone from about a third of what used to be to now half of the writers in the guild are working at minimum. That's so crazy. 50%. You can be a guild writer and still not be full-time employed. That is yep. insane. You can be a guild writer and still being paid shit freelance mm -hmm. work. Yeah. Uh, this is like writers of comedy variety shows mm -hmm. for streaming have no minimum protections at all. That's crazy. The guild says you literally could like work for free on these things sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite, <laughs> there's... The I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. The writers are out front. Did you see that shit? No. <laughs> There's signs, dude. They wrote their signs, and it's like if if you know if you've watched the show, you'll know the reference. But one of them says like, "Our bones are not your money." That's so funny, <laughs> dude. That's a great show. That's that so is good. a very good show. Drake, you got to be stoned to watch it. All right. Yeah, you got to be high to watch Did it. Did you baby. try to watch it? No, I've never seen. I've never even heard of this. Oh, it's so good. It's like a it's a sketch show by yeah. this Canadian in these all Canadian mm -hmm. groups. But it's like, what would you equate it to? Oh, Eric Andre. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's really amazing. good. It's got like three seasons, but right? They're, they're At least picket, two. Yeah, they're picket signs or references to their show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only people who get hired now is based off the quality of your picket sign. It's like That's funny. <laughs> who's well, got you know, the best they sign? Who's got the, the best sign? They were hiring fucking people by the quality of their tweets, which is also... That is very fucking a true, A very, man. very dumb thing yeah. to do That is so well. fucking true. And I've... Really hate and despise that. Me yeah. too. In episode two, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, in part two of this, I'm going to maybe jump more on your side even mm -hmm. because the state of the writer's room has gone to fucking hell. Right. And mm -hmm. it is. Look, it is it, Twitter look, famous think... people. It is, by the way, the average age of a writer's room of all of the shows, mm -hmm. fucking like 23 years old. 
Like it is. It's. I've been. What have I been doing? I. I, 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 I this all time. I thought it was like, oh, something you gotta like really work towards. It's like no, I could. They're been, all like, oh, like, you were an alumni of Yale. Yeah. Or dude, NYU yes, yeah. My dad was the like, creator whatever. of fucking whatever. Yeah. yeah that's not I a was, thing. It's. I don't know. It's if nepotism. This, yeah. This, I don't know if the strike is gonna address nepotism. But there's a way so to. There's but, not but, a way. Yeah. of the shows has dropped, yeah. even though there's increase of volume. Um, so like the good writers have just been spread out instead of consolidated into like right. all good writers in one room making yeah. an awesome show. Yeah. I think, you know, it's what I, th- I think there should be a difference in classification for a writer. If they, and there, there probably is in, and in some kind of sense, but if you come up with the idea and it's your original idea and then you shepherd it through and you're writing it just like a movie, mm-hmm. Like, uh, this, this is easy to quantify with a movie. If you created yeah. the movie and you wrote the script, then you're on set and, like, you deserve a lot more reward because you are the foundation, the infrastructure, the whole reason that this thing is kind of, like, going through. Sure, there's, like, the director, director changing some stuff and right. probably producer or whatever, but at right. its core, the writer's the one who came up with the idea and whatever. Sure. But it's different with a show. The yeah. show, it could be like the showrunner came up with it. It could be the studio. It could be and a lot of different things. It's all being... And the writers, there's like teams coming mm. together yeah. to kind of help and assist the machine. Mm. And like that, I think, you know, you're just in the room. In those writers' rooms, they're throwing up ideas on the whiteboard and seeing what sticks. Right. So you could be a writer in the writers' room for two years and your idea never get used. Yeah, man. And you could yeah. just kept getting paid and yeah. just to be there because they like you. I mean, the stories like an SNL like this yeah. and all kinds yeah. of different shows that have like, like Bill Hader in South Park. Like Bill Hader's like, I went to go work for South Park, but like mainly just because I wanted to be involved with South Park. Like right. they barely, like I didn't really care whether or not yeah. they used my shit. I was going to try to be as funny yeah. as possible and try to be as good as possible. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's fucking South Park. Like, do they really yeah. need me? Like, yeah. not really. Right. I'm just there yeah. to like give that extra assist. And like, mm-hmm. maybe you think of like the butt of a joke that could be funny mm-hmm. or yeah. more polished or something like that. But at its core, it's fucking South Park, you know? Like, yeah. you already kind of, it's already written for you yeah. almost. Where, like, you know, Cartman is doing this, you know, the boys are doing this, Kenny's gonna die. Like, you know, it's, That's true. it's the formula is kind of already set we had up. A, we had yeah. a meeting with that family guy writer that one time, and he, he could, like, name off all the jokes that he had made into the show. He had been mm-hmm. writing for, like, four seasons on that show. Yeah. It's like, I had, like, five or six jokes make it in. Yeah. I know. Like, oh, and shit, I, I think that that's where there's, there, there should be different classifications and different pay for these different types of writing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, like, you know, I, I think it's more beneficial to the writers to reward them and people who who do come up with these ideas that are revolutionary and very valuable. Definitely, like, there should be a proportional yeah. sense. Like, if your budget is this mm-hmm. much in your TV show and you're the guy who created Two and a Half Men or, and you were part of the original team or whatever, then, yeah, you should definitely be rewarded because right. it started out as one thing, and then the people really liked yeah. it, and then it well, grew in I mean, popularity. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there there are people who uh, like they get paid more because of their seniority or like you know different things seniority like that. Different, but the thing yeah. what they're talking about is just raising the bare minimum that you can pay somebody. Right, exactly. I mean, and that also, needs to happen no. with the new media stuff. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. Yeah. And this also it says the lack of regular seasonal calendar and streaming has depressed pay further. Mm. Uh, the report says and scheduled annual pay mm. bumps under the current contract have fallen well short of 
increases in inflation. I do want to tell a story here, though. Have you guys heard Alex O'Keefe's story yet? I don't know who that is. Alex O'Keefe, uh, he's like another face of this movement here. He's one of the writers for The Bear. Oh, okay. And, yeah, he was one of the writers on that. Uh, he said he got hired as a writer for The Bear. Hell yeah. Let's fucking do this. Like, that is like fucking making it, you know. Uh, but he got a, you know, sort of cut rate, third party, uh, freelance gig mm. writing for the bear. So, again, back in the olden days when television was, you know, staff writers, uh, of course, they would have the writer's room and they would fly you in and they would put you up and you would go into the writer's room and you would write you know, in the writer's room, but they also, they, they would have you a fucking apartment or a hotel or whatever they, you know, they would house you, they would, you'd probably get like per diem, this and that, and you would go into work every day and uh, you'd make money and it was sort of one of those things where like you weren't having to pay rent on a place, you know, shit like that. Just like focus on work. Um, uh, whether or not that is right or wrong, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's how it used to be. So basically, but they told him like, you're a freelancer uh, he was living in New York at the time. He's living in Brooklyn. And he's holding down work all over the place, like freelance writing for other people. And I think he was also doing some like odd jobs to like pay rent, you know, New York shit. And he gets hired and they were like, don't worry about it. We're not going to fly you out here. Just keep paying rent on your apartment. You're good. Just keep where you are. Send us the pages from your apartment. We're good to go. <laughs> you know? And he's like, okay, all right, cool. Well, New York apartments are extremely expensive. And now they're paying him like an LA rate, an LA dog shit rate, you know, mm -hmm. and like a, a, a freelance dog mm -hmm. shit rate at that. So they basically he said he like went completely broke writing yeah. The Bear. And he is writing on like full episodes of this show. It is running yeah. on Hulu. Yeah, like a huge Hulu show. Huge Hulu show. People are making fucking buku. Like mm -hmm. the producers are getting. Yeah filthy rich and he's in his apartment in new york freezing to death mm. during the winter time and yeah. uh he had a story where he plugged in a space heater so he could like sit there and write in his apartment with a space heater because he's about mm. to like freeze to death mm. and it fucking like fried his apartment so all of his power went out so he said there's like a few episodes of that show where he wrote from a new york library he just had to go to like a local library wow. and fucking write out the rest of the pages for this hulu show that's, crazy, that's like yeah. the biggest show on the planet at the time yeah. you know um uh, yeah he's working full time for like not a living wage yeah. it's, it's insane <laughs> make me an artist damn it make me an artist you know i bet there were good yeah. episodes yeah it was probably great Let's be honest. Like this, or maybe they were there, terrible. There's a, there's a there's a Hollywood producer so like it's uh, smoking a cigar, be like, the uh, the misery will make the art better. <laughs> we gotta we gotta depress the writers. This is a depressing show. I gotta. <laughs> it's Hulu that's making the bank. It ain't no producer. The weights that none of the people involved with these shows on no, streaming. No. Yeah, no, it's not their fault not, either. Yeah, no, it's it, this it is all goes to the studio platform. Yeah, yeah. Platform. blame the platform because absolutely. The, the, like I was saying, like the, the showrunner of that show, they don't get 
residuals out of it. Yeah. They don't get a pay increase. They don't. That's a set um, rate, mm. and they don't get to see any of that um, until like yeah. you know after um, it comes out or even. No, I agree even with that. Then, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the producer's it's, it's, fault. If you want to see a good example of this, uh, random, but uh, Thirty Rock, the Tina Fey show. Oh yeah, so good because um, Jack, you know Alec Baldwin's character, the executive at NBC. Uh, his his bosses were all like fucking like General Electric and shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, our TV department. He was like, I want you to understand. Like, you think your show is this big fucking deal? Like, you're basically SNL. He was like, mm-hmm. SNL to General Electric is like point two percent of yeah. anything. You know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> you are an ant mm-hmm. uh, in a fucking like field you know (laughs) like you mean nothing and so like that is i mean absolutely man if you look at you know disney's way 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 up there at the top of like the corporate who owns everything ladder but even disney is owned by fucking like halliburton and shit you know it goes even further nbc's a really good example because of ge and like you have NBC, you have the MSNBC, you have the whole news wing, NBC late night, all that stuff. And even, um, you know, they're streaming everything. But then GE makes everything. Everything. Like military equipment, yeah. uh, TVs, washing machines, they're all power e- every fucking thing oh, yeah, you could right. imagine. Transducers to go to nuclear power plants. Like shit you don't even realize they make. Our tiny so little the industry. amount of money... <laughs> The GE makes comes from all of that. It well, does not come from fucking a, a from little peon TV network. We're just a marketing industry. Right. We're a niche marketing and, industry. Um, to, yes. Hollywood. No, 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 that's exactly right. NBC <laughs> is the marketing wing of GE. GE. Yeah. That is exactly correct. I'm telling you. Yes. No, I know. Why do you think I they know. get a deal on their advertising space? Yeah. Yep. Think GE products yeah. are playing the premium for a fucking NBC Hell show? Oh, no. Yeah. Nope. That's, that's daddy. The only that's reason daddy. they might pay the premium is to bump up the rates so that their competitors have to pay more. But for yeah. them, that money's going right back in the pocket. Yeah. Right back in their own thing. Going out of the left hand, into the right. Bam! So Alex O'Keefe, the rest of that story is uh, they won the WGA you know, award for best comedy series. And he said he went to the ceremony in a suit that was bought for him by his friends and family, and he wore a bow tie, bought on credit, and he had a negative balance in his bank account Look, when I he think, went to the WGA oh award. I think what this is, the same lesson that actors have learned in the past 20 years is the same lesson that writers and producers and everybody in anywhere in this industry needs to learn. That's in the... Let me rephrase that. It's in the creative side, not in the tech side. If you're a grip or you're a lighting, yeah, it's different. You know, right. you're you're in your niche, you're in your expertise. But actors, they learned that they didn't they couldn't only just act. Yeah. They had to be writers, they had to be, you know, producers to make their own stuff. Like with technology and the way things are going, like you had to be a triple threat. You had to learn how to do everything and market yourself. You had to be a marketer. You had to promote yourself on social media. You had to like do all these things in order to be successful because the nature of the game has changed and it's changed because of technology. Right. So I think that like if writers are super skilled at writing, then they Produce your own need stuff. to also produce their own things. And that's they need where it's to also to. like that's where it's been getting to for the past few years. Congratulations! Yeah. You now have to do three jobs for the same rate of one job. Yeah, pretty much. No, no, no. If you do three jobs, you get three times the pay. You get charged for each one. 
You get paid if mm. if I'm a, yeah. if I write my own shit. I pay mm. if I'm a producer. Mm. Here's the thing for Madness. I'll give mm. you an example. I pay myself the minimum as a writer mm. and as a director and as a producer. Plus, I get the residuals because mm. okay. I created everything. Yeah. I'm making it happen. Yeah. Well, Even sure. more so, if yeah. I go raise the fucking money yeah. and I don't need to go to a studio to do all that. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. to decide the rules. Yeah, I get to make the terms of the deal. Mm. Yeah. It just it definitely creates like a more uh dog eat dog world, you know. Mm. I mean, the the people who can create their own stuff rise to the top mm. and the people who are sort of like more skilled in one thing uh kind of get fucked in the end, you know. Mm. But I've seen this happen as well like you said with actors. I mean, I have an actor mm. friend who has done shit ton of TV, can't book a fucking role for his life even mm. though he's been like the star of television series. Uh, but he also refuses to cross over in anything else. He does not produce. He does not mm-hmm. write. He doesn't even want to like go there. Mm-hmm. And he does suffer from it. You know, he definitely suffers from it. You Wa- can't play the game if the if you can't play by the same rules that were it's created. A table now. And yeah, this, it used to be poker, a, and now it's roulette. Yeah. The, the game was one it's, way. The terms of the well, game were one way, way back in the 1960s. No, no, you gotta bet on everything. The yeah. 1970s, 1980s, you know, you mm-hmm. had one way of doing things back then. If you try yeah. to interface the same way now as you did back then, you are I not you. doing, you're going against the times. And that can be with any field and right. any business, what in I'm, any industry. What I'm breaking down the argument as is uh, technology is the natural evolution versus uh, we still need to, like, humanity. Mm-hmm still needs to exist. I think that is like the argument here. You know, it's like, uh, which, yeah, like People I said, People I mean, just uh, don't, uh, it's, it changes hard mm-hmm. and change is very frustrating, especially when it's your livelihood being pulled mm-hmm. from you. But what people don't often see because it's they're so focused mm-hmm. on how difficult the thing is to making change that's changing them is making their life difficult is all the new opportunities that are brought because of this. Like for every door mm-hmm. that closes, there's three that open. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to see the three that are opening when you just keep banging on the closed door. Like and you I'm could like, be, you could be an AI feeder. You could feed scripts into an AI. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, but it's still, it still reduces like jobs though. Like there are less oh, yeah, jobs absolutely. because, because it, because it creates redundancies. It creates like, um, you know, uh, certain things become obsolete and stuff. And so like, that's why like what the whole like reason why they're fighting against the AI now is not because like they're anti progress. They're just know that like, okay, you're going to use this to cut jobs and pay us less. Right. So we want to fight against those protections right now yeah. that if you want to do that, you have to share it. Like you still have to share the profits that this, uh, increased productivity is like is like right. allowing for you and, know they, I mean? and they don't even want that they don't mm. they the wga wants the studios mm. to put it in contract that you will not we're, employ ai right at yeah. all. Like see, the, they don't even want to use it as a branch as yeah. a seed it's, yeah they want it gone yeah because it's changed but like people we are entering over the next 30 years maybe 50 but mm. we're entering the true age of abundance we're gonna have when we tackle unlimited power we're on the verge of fusion mm. so let's say we don't have to go war over fucking oil oil and power struggles anymore and then we are you know we have not food shortages because our food and our farms are just run by machines that are automated growing anything that we want to build is going to be so cheap 
because it's not going to cost any man hours. We're just going to be able to tell a computer to do it. All the creativity we want, we can just talk to a computer and can re- imagine like Star Trek replicators. What kind of world do we live in when there's so much abundance of resources, production of goods and, and services, and then power and energy that we don't have to go fight each other over these things as countries anymore. Yeah. Where the technology that's if that's if those resources are shared without a profit motive. You like there's no money in Star Trek. No no exactly but you can't fight <laughs> technology. This is my no, this it's is a, my point. It's a like communist society. You can't it's not communist. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Dev is so it's quick a, to be like, it's a, co- it's a communist utopia. Not, there is no It's a moneyless thing. society. There's no money in yeah, Star Trek. There was plenty no. of money in fucking communism. No, space no money, communism is a moneyless society. There's no shellacky. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, we are, I think people, this is going to be a tough time because we're transitioning from yeah. one phase of civilization what? to another. Well, Meaning, like, it, it was tough when we went from pre-industrial era to the industrial era. Yeah. Like, when we went from, mm-hmm. like, the 1700s, and everybody's mm-hmm. on wooden ships and, and hand, making things by hand, and then I, we started I agree with industrial you. coal manufacturing, powered steam, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was a real what transition. Happened? What happened? Everybody moved from the rural eras to the city because there was better jobs, there was more work, people started working in factories, and then cities became a thing. They got yeah. built up Evolution. and Evolution. But... But like okay, so you mentioned you. you mentioned food shortage. The the food shortage we have right now is artificial. Like there doesn't need to be a food shortage. It's a food shortage because if there wasn't, then it would drive the value of food down. So in order for these um, for technological things to like truly help society, there has to be a profit motive eliminated to some degree. Like let's take let's take delivery trucks for example. Right? I, I don't know how many delivery drivers there are. Let's say there's ten thousand delivery like semi truck delivery drivers in the country. We, autom- we completely automate that, right? Now we don't need delivery drivers anymore. What do those 10,000 people do for work? Anything they want. But there's lo- you're saying like the more we automate, the less jobs there are. And so we the have... The more choice you give somebody. The less... You don't have to fucking go to work in a job you don't like just to pay the bills. But then you you don't pay bills at all because you don't have... So like, I'm but fine. But what bills are you going to have when, when your, your electric's free? They're, but when they're never, never going to give it to you for free. That's no, my no, whole point. They're no, never no, going to no. give it to you for you free. The market... If you come up... If the technology is invented where they go, we have fusion technology and the state of California has it, we're going to start building fusion power plants mm-hmm. to where now our citizens are not going to have to pay for electricity. Yeah. Everybody's going to move to fucking California. Yeah, that's, that is... So that's going to yeah. have Markets I, are going to determine that. I agree that. with people, that. People are going to provide that. But they're never going to give you that for free. That Because that's, that's, that's against the profit motive. That's my whole point. No, it's no, like, no, I no. love all the, these technological things. The internet they, is for free. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What the fuck? I pay $50 a month for it. No, it's not. The internet, internet is not fucking free. You can, you can go <laughs> to your public library or Starbucks Wi-Fi and log on. The internet is fucking free. It's, oh, kind of. Kind of. There are, there are, there are access There points. are public utilities. There, there are public private, utilities. There's yes. private utilities that you can that access That you pay from. for. No, no. I yes. mean, like the Starbucks and the businesses. Like, you, can, you don't need to pay internet at your house if you truly don't want to. 
but you can to make it more convenient for you. But we are going into the era where that is not like we're going to be have the more yeah. the, the cost. That's how it should work. I, I'm I'm with you if that's how it should work. The cost is going to go down so much that it's not going to make sense to charge people. Nobody's the the availability is going to be so flooded the market where you can get free internet in so many places yeah. that it'll be stupid for anybody to try to charge you free or try charge you internet at your house. Well, I I agree. I I agree. We'll get where we're going. I agree. Things will get cheaper, but I think all that will do is raise profit margins and not lower the costs for average people. No, I think that like the technology will will cause that the the uh, the. Technology will cause an over. I was gonna say oversupply, but really what it will mm-hmm. do is it'll exactly match the supply to the demand, mm-hmm. which means that there's no excess and there's mm-hmm. no waste. Yeah. Which means that our our system gets really, 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 really mm-hmm. efficient. And when mm-hmm. we get really, really, really efficient, we don't have to overcalculate and over mm-hmm. budget. Like imagine the end of sales at clothing mm-hmm. stores because mm-hmm. when you go to Abercrombie mm-hmm. and Fitch and you see a shirt. You like, mm-hmm. you just say, hey, I want that one, and they 3D print it right there. Mm-hmm. So there's no more ordering bulk yeah. in China. Yeah. There's no more excess waste yeah. going in that you Perpetual have to calculate for on yeah. your books. You know, all no the resources that you're pulling out of the ground to mm-hmm. make things are going mm-hmm. specifically to whatever it is yeah. you need huh. made. So I, I think that, like, the cost goes down drastically, and it makes everything more accessible to a global market that means like the third world countries their third world countries are going to raise up mm-hmm. because it's going to be easier for them to do mm-hmm. so because all goods and services are going to be cheaper mm-hmm. across a global market i i agree with you if that's how it should work and that's how it could work <laughs> i just don't think wanna, it's going to sorry this is all making me want to write a script right now like i just saw a guy <laughs> I, write a i'm writing right a script now. in my head like i just saw a guy going in abercrombie and like a, a robot like build a shirt on him and now like it's, that is the, someone wrote it already it's called star trek Oh, we fuck, are. I'm telling you, I want to be cool with Ryan Gosling. I'm telling you, like 3D printing is gonna get to the technology um, to where we can print on the atomic level, so that we do have a Star Trek replicator. Yeah, like we. Yeah. That is. Not, yeah, that's within the next hundred years. Yeah, I agree. That's all possible, but not under our current economic structure. Because, like I said, there's the already economic will, will change. I, yeah. I'd hope so. But like that's my point. Is yeah. like when you can't fit the old system into the new system mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. So I don't right. think it's going to be communist, capitalist, or mm-hmm. any other variation of in between. It's going to be something totally revolutionary mm-hmm. new that makes yeah. all these old way of doing things obsolete. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I think we're still figuring it out. But mm-hmm. I think AI is going to be like a fundamental tool mm-hmm. in so many aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. It'll be the thing that helps us create the fusion. Yeah. It'll be the things that helps us solve the disease and cure cancer yeah. and do all these yeah. things. Before Dev turns me into pro AI here, because it's happening. Uh, <laughs> no, look, I, I, I'm a, I'm for AI being for everything that you just yeah. mentioned, but stay out of our damn writing, all right? Oh, I, I'm, stay I'm, out of our scripts. And I'm, make make our cornfields better. Make our clo- <laughs> uh, Put clothes on me at Abercrombie where I stand uh, there and replicate, you know, uh, polo shirts that are pink and douchey. We already uh, but stay have, out of my scripts. We already have... Uh, Metahuman on Unreal, like we can already, we don't need actors anymore. So no, what are we man. gonna prevent that? Like you can exactly, already, man. Bruce we can Willis already, is AI now. We can already type in text, <laughs> and then that text will be translated into whatever voice, whatever AI fake generated voice CGI character right. that's 
photorealistic, and that's yeah. what's going on now. So, like, our actors, is SAG going to oh. be like, hey, you yeah. can't use this tool anymore? Yeah. That already happened with Chris Glover, remember? Where um, you couldn't, uh, you can't I mean, replicate faces anymore. The music industry is going through this right now, trying to fight like AI Drake. Yes, AI man. Drake's the hottest rapper out right now, dude. AI like, Drake, <laughs> AI porn is um, a whole fucking thing. Like, oh yeah, that one oh, with the deep fakes—that's really creepy. Dude, yeah. it's fucking. You can't even tell. Like, yeah. it's fucking. It's nuts. It's shit, man. This is the interesting thing about the fucking argument that you guys are saying because I'm so torn because <laughs> well, I am part analog, but I'm also part evolution of I'm, technology. I'm very pro AI as yeah, long as it does not suppress wages. Just like that's the only yeah, thing. Like I am sure. pro all of this but as I, long as it doesn't suppress wages. But I also I agree with. There's a but little like, bit of what wages saying are the metric of being able. To, so what are wages? If wages were, are a unit, a mm-hmm. way to measure somebody's time and mm-hmm. effort. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, if you're not, if we don't need that unit of measure anymore, mm. what does society look like? Yeah. I, like, I, trust me, Dev, I want a moneyless society. I want this utopia that you speak of. <laughs> but I've, but what, historically, what has happened is we've pro- never had this, though. Exactly. I know we've, we haven't, but we've also, see, it's hard every, to time, every like, time there is an increase in productivity, wages concentrate. Up top, but, and they are not equally but, spread around the entire still labor force. Thinking in the terms of the old system I'm, of wages. I'm talking in terms of the right now. Like no, I'm, no, no. <laughs> the eliminate like it, something you is Marxist here. Oh, but until I get there, Dev, I still need to buy bread, and I currently cannot buy bread. <laughs> That's I, what I said. I want to live long between enough to now, see this future, and I can't if I'm being hey, paid pennies on the hey, dollar. Between for now work. and the next, to see the future. <laughs> if you're not fit for the future, my man. That's between now and the next phase is going to be painful and hard and difficult, just like any giant revolutionary change is. It doesn't have to be. When when we went off of a monarchy and a theocracy and revolutions happened all over the world, it wasn't pretty. We have blood-filled revolutions, the American independence revolution, spawned revolutions in so many other countries. It sucked, but it was better for the world. The side being struck against uh, is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, or the AMPTP, which represents Hollywood studios. Streamers, production companies, um, they say that their priority is the long-term health and stability of the industry. And they are dedicated to reaching a fair and reasonable agreement. <laughs> Which, uh, as of today, things have escalated. So that was a quote from a few days ago. Uh, these negotiations have been going on for months, by the way. They've yet to reach a deal. The whole reason they struck, they were trying to reach a settlement before the strike. They were like, look, we won't strike. Just meet a few of these things. Studio said, uh, hey, fuck you. Stick it up your ass. We'll just get a bunch of third-party scabs. Um, go ahead. And so that is the strike. We are going to begin. We are already seeing the effects, as a matter of fact, of this strike slowly. Some shows are immediate. Some shows will be later. Some films will be later. The shows that are immediate, late-night talk shows, heavily dependent on same-day current events-based mm-hmm. comedy writing, they are the first to feel the strike's effect. Uh, they're already going into reruns right now. Right. Yeah. And you know what would be real great is of all the news... 
fucking shows were affected <laughs> by this too. Can we uh, shut those off, please? Uh, oh my god, that's actually yeah. a fucking yeah. great point. It's like yeah. shut down all the news. Yeah, wait, for that's today. all bullshit are, written anyway. Are all the fucking BS no editorials news? like? Are they in the WGA or is that a different fucking thing? The people no, are writing no. just bullshit like opinion pieces and. No. and those are not WGA. Late night okay. shows have already started doing reruns. I think personally they should do some like Johnny Carson. You know, I think that'd be hilarious. They just start playing reruns of 1940s. I think that would be awesome. That'd be very funny. Why yeah. not? That'd like, pull out some of your own it, You know what would be fucked up is that would get higher ratings At, than oh one, what is being aired Absolutely. right now. And then they're going to be like, well, good old Colbert, I don't know. We're not going to invite you back. (laughs) During the last writer's strike, the 2007 through 2008 one, uh, Conan ran a fucking, like... Yeah, Conan's hilarious. Conan's the goat. Genius. He ran this, like, epic, genius fucking run of the Conan O'Brien show where he wanted to show you what late-night television would look like without writers. That's so funny. So he didn't run reruns. He just came on every night, no writer, and he just vamped. That's amazing. Riffed. I hope he does it again. Uh, well, he doesn't have a show gone. anymore. He doesn't have a sh- they took a show away Wait, probably he, because of this. He doesn't have the Conan O'Brien show anymore? No. no that's been gone for over years. He does his podcast, they, which Conan O'Brien needs Do you remember friend. the war? Jay Leno versus Conan O'Brien, who's going to get prime time? And they went to fucking they Jay gave, Leno. Yeah, but they then but gave, then he gave him his own show. He got his own show no, on what? Like, yeah, but not, he, but not yeah. like he went. That he got the Tonight Show and yeah. he had it for a year, but then Leno wanted his time slot back because mm-hmm. Leno was his lead in at an yeah. earlier time and NBC, the network was like, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll give it to Leno. And then he fought him and said, fuck you, you're not taking my time slot. The yeah. Tonight Show time yeah. slot. So they, they had to cut him a fat check, and yeah. then he went over to TBS, and he yeah. had Conan O'Brien show at TBS for a while. Which was yeah. amazing. And then he just, after a while, he just said, oh, I can't, years, uh, six years ago or so, five years ago, oh, maybe wow. or something. It's been that long? Pre-pandemic. Yeah, it's yeah, been he, that long. Maybe he, he retired and just was like, God, oh, just going to retire from Oop. having a show in general. He did a thing. It was genius. He just vamped and shit. And uh, do you remember, Deb, the ring spinning yeah. thing? And uh, he was all, because you remember, Conan was a writer first. Yeah. yeah, he was a writer at SNL and Simpsons. Yes, well, then he became a show. Yeah. And not only did he do that, he also personally paid the salaries of all the writers for the entirety yes, of the strike. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He paid all their salaries during the strike. Yeah. He did not let Conan's any of them. Awesome. He's fucking it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. I, and we took his show away for fucking Jay. We didn't do shit. We didn't do shit. The I mean, people the didn't do shit. We all let it happen. We let, we let it happen. If a good man does nothing, he should be. <laughs> But he did this thing where he would like spin his ring and they would time it and it was like a whole thing. But he he really did bring to the forefront like this how is what the writers late do. Night, yeah. yeah, how much the writers do, you know. He was like, you think I look up all this shit? Exactly. No, mm. it's like a fucking, it's a whole team of people. I showed up here 30 minutes ago. I'm still drunk from last night. Exactly. Uh, I, I I don't know what who the president is. Yeah. My writers do. My writers know who the president is, not me. <laughs> Saturday Night Live will experience an interruption. <laughs> Their last three episodes will probably not happen. Oh, heavens no. Happen. Oh, no, wait, 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 no, no. The one, I know. Wait, wait, no. He's yep. coming back to host. No, no, no. No, he's not. No, no he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uzi was performing. I know. He was going to produce a new song. No, nope, it's not going to happen. No. That episode is canceled, my The friend. pink tape is delayed again. The past, the last three episodes are canceled. No. I actually have in my notes here. I said, Drake, no. <laughs> you're going to really hate this. Uh, yeah. The Pete Davidson and Lil Uzi Vert episode has been canceled <laughs> because SNL 
The actors are the writers. It's too good to live. And the actors no, are... No, they're not. They have a whole well, writing team. I know. Team. They have a whole writing team, but also yeah. they're like... Yeah, 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 a lot of the writers They're involved with it. They're, they're part of the writing. It, but... they're, they are oh, some of the writers. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, they that is, uh, that's not happening. They're all on strike right now. SNL, uh, the season is uh, over for now. Every year, there is one SNL episode I care about, and this was the season's episode that I gave a fuck about. Ain't happening. Not now, right now. We're all hurt do by you, this, Jeff. Now, hurt now by here's this. the question. Do you... Would you do you care more about the writers getting what they want, or do you care more about seeing Pete Davidson come on this episode? Mm. You had to choose. Damn, I'm not ready to answer that question. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This is that is an interesting question. No, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I, I support the writers. That is where we're gonna end part one. All right. But I, talk, oh, but I will burn down an orphanage to get the pink tape. So <laughs> I, I like the Lizzie Vert not performing what was probably going to be premiering a new song is it cuts me, me deeper. Tell me about the pink tape. What is the pink tape? Uh, it's you know. it's Lizzie Vert's next album. Oh okay. But you like know. it's it's been like so long like delayed and stuff and like the fact that he was coming to perform on SNL everyone was like he's definitely going to like premiere a song and announce a date and like now it's like is Uzi going to wait till the writer strike is over? Is Uzi getting writers to work on the pink tape? What is going on here? You know, Drake, if you really wanted to, you could ask an AI to oh, write and deep fake an entire episode of SNL with Lil Uzi Vert's new song that you've never heard, and you could still have your show. Dev, hey, I... Guys, if you, we're in the Matrix. Dev, <laughs> you're describing the Matrix. Dev, the steak is not real. 50% of the music I listen to is AI music, okay? <laughs> AI Drake is the hottest rapper out, I promise you. Like, I am, I'm bumping... I, I, that and SpongeBob TikTok I am bumping memes. Robo... My, my, Robo Travis is like... My you know, point Robo is like, Travis. you will not... You're, Unless people you're, Die at that concert. <laughs> Your enjoyment of content will not be interfered by outside forces. If you have an idea for a movie, not only will you be able to create the movie, but you'll be able to create it and watch it just by telling a prompt to the software and having it create it and edit it and present it for you right there. Is Dev AI? Yeah, Dev is Dev is AI. You're advocating on behalf of As your people. As a matter people. of fact, everybody who's <laughs> listening right now, Dev's not actually here today. We actually just hired an AI to fill in for Dev. Dev's and never that's been here, brother. Dev's never been here, brother. <laughs> they they took my body at Lodge and they just replaced <laughs> me. I'm I'm a Westworld shell of a band now. <laughs> oh man, now nah, but that's my part one. On part two, we will cool. talk about uh, what this will look like for scripted shows and movies. We're going to talk about scabs crossing the picket line. We're going to talk about uh, getting into the history of Hollywood uh, strikes in the past. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about all that shit and some very interesting ones that have shaped this industry. And uh, that'll be that'll be that that'll be that if we're still alive. I mean, between the three episodes that we came out against the Department of Defense, and now we have been uh, doing these episodes. I'm more worried about this one. I'm probably more worried <laughs> about this worried one. That well. I'm not. So, one of uh, the. I'm protected by the We union. had some healthy arguments here today. The union will some... like parachute in. Pete yeah. Davidson will parachute in with, Pete, a, with, with a Tommy Uzi gun. Yeah, with a Uzi Vert. With a little Uzi of his own. <laughs> and he will protect me. Well, listen, I know if the, the military industrial complex is siding with. <laughs> One of the two unions. I'm pretty sure I know which one it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably with the the union of Jerry Bruckheimer. I was always on America's side. Fast forward <laughs> to next week. We're in a bunker. There's like you can hear missile fire going overhead. It's like the writers have gone to war. 
The writers have gone to war with Hollywood. Some Here we go. some directors of ingenuity have taken to bringing cameras to the battlefield. <laughs> we're so coming we get free footage. We're coming to you live from the bunker, but we got to figure out the residuals of this broadcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back. It all just depends on where Christopher Nolan stands, because he's got the nukes. Yeah, he's and, got the nukes. And now <laughs> we're going to cut to our overlords, General Motors. <laughs> General Motors. <laughs> they brought you vulcanization. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> And that's been uh, part one or part two or part whatever of uh, the Hollywood strike. We'll be back. And this has been... Uh, I, I Wait, nope. Let's go around with our oh, plugs. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's go around with our plugs first. Let's plug them in, plug them in. Let me think of a good Which is segue. also a, uh, a, a commercial. If a capitalist ruse. I did segues the hardest one I've had in a while. Um, Where can they find you? If if you would like to support me being able to buy bread this week, you can find <laughs> me on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, on YouTube at Drake Cummings, on Instagram at Drake Cummings, really anywhere. If you type Drake Cummings into the internet web somewhere, I got a, I, I got an account on that site. I promise you. There you go. Yeah. If you if you're wondering, does he have an account on that site? I He's do. I do. And uh, my Xi Jinping. and my merch store, RagingTwaysMerch.com. If you would like to learn that there is no bread, and that we're all <laughs> living in a simulation oh, within the simulation, yes. then you can find me at Sailor underscore Dev on Insta and Abracadabra Dev on Twitter. Why are we all doing the radio? Voice? I don't know I because it just stopped. If you, if you want to find me, you can find me at JamesWyatscott at gmail.com. I guess if you want to email me personally, I don't know why I just put out my whole ass email. You can find me at Jimmy Deloy. Keep it in there. Fuck it. Let them email me. Keep it. Uh, you can find me at Jimmy Deloy or James Wyatt Scott, depending on where you're looking on the socials. You can find us at Film History, The History of Film, or FHHF Podcast. Also, depending on where you're looking for that. You can also find me marching into Tenement Square, script in hand. <laughs> Striking, brother. <laughs> this has been Film History. The, the History of Film! You know what I'm talking about!